Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Hey, hey, hey. So I've got Shelby Cozart on this week. Um, and this was... Even she was surprised when I when I reached out to her, but uh, this is somebody that's on the podcast pimp list. And for a while, this uh, I'm going to have two more episodes, and uh, I might take a little bit of a break. Um, there it is. Uh, I might not. I don't know. But I will tell you this, that next week's episode, um, the intro is going to be a little different because I'm, I'm going to be out of town. I'm, I leave Monday early, early Monday morning. I like driving actually at 3 30, 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 30 in the morning. There's not a soul in sight. Uh, but I like leaving to go to commerce early in the morning because a, uh, I'm a morning person, a morning girl, hooray. And I, uh, enjoy driving at that time better than like one, two o'clock in the afternoon, less people on the road, not as hot. Uh, I can stop at Bucky's and get in and get out. It's just much better for me. I like it more gooder. So, uh, anyway, I say all that to say that I'll be at Lion Theater Camp in, uh, commerce for two weeks. So, or really it's more like uh, something like uh, 12 days or something like that, but I'll be there. So I won't be at my normal spot to record an intro. So next week it'll sound a little different, but it's a big interview next week, Jerry Blake, and that might might be the last one for a while. I don't know, man. I've got an idea that I'd like to to sort of add to this podcast because I get bored very easily. I just had a conversation with a phenomenal person named Jennifer Gilbert. Uh, not not a role playing thing. That's not somebody else. Not it's not my wife with a different last name. It's another Jennifer. Seems to be a popular name, but anyway. She was asking me about uh, if you've been so bored, um, if you get bored with things, how is it that you uh, have stayed married so long? And we were talking about that because my anniversary is this week, uh, my 13th anniversary. So, um, But uh, truth be told, I've been bored with my Jennifer for years. It's just expensive. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Only a couple of months was I bored with her. So, uh, But um, uh, it's... You know, just one of those things that uh, boredom sets in and things need to change for me. And that is the case with this podcast a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so I might change some things up, might go seasonal, might do like 10 episodes and then call it quits for like 10 weeks. I don't know, man. I don't know. Right now, though, it's just not as uh, it's just the the passion isn't as as uh, strong as it was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, kudos to Eric Campbell for moving on to, uh, performing art supply. Uh, that's good for him. It's good for them. Uh, creates a little more friction between performing art supply and my now, uh, like fantastical job at covenant, which doesn't start till August 1st. And the only reason it's not starting until then is because of this whole thing at Commerce, me trying to complete a degree, another one. Um, and I'll uh, I'll talk more about Commerce uh, if you want to talk to me about Commerce privately. Uh, I'm not going to give any sort of opinions on the podcast, which probably gives you an idea 
of what my opinion is all around, right? Uh, there's some little positive things here and there that I really enjoy, but um, we can talk about that off the record, if you know what I mean. If you want to reach out, if you're thinking about going to get a master's degree, um, let me know. And uh, I've already been to two different colleges in the state of Texas to get two different master's degrees. Almost done with one, completed another in, where is it? Uh, uh, 2017. I had to look at my the degree on the wall. Um, so anyway, that's that. Shelby Cozart this week. Uh, this was a fun chat. I don't, I had no idea who Shelby was. Next week I had worked with Jerry Blake a little bit, so I knew, I knew a little bit what to expect with her. But with uh, Shelby, nothing, nothing. I knew nothing. And it was this, she is one of those reasons why I really enjoy doing this podcast because I'm getting to know somebody that I'm, that A, should get to be known and B, I never knew, right? So it was really fun to chat with her. Uh, we are now Facebook BFF. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but we're friends on Facebook. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, to all the people that did Tal's camp. Awesome. Uh, Destiny Miller. That's kind of her last hurrah, I think, unless she's doing something else, but I don't think she is. She has her goodbye party soon. Not going to say when, but I'm going and it's going to be lit af as a kid say bussin bussin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I have got to wrap up this intro, not because you want to get onto the interview, but because my office has turned into the playroom for my kids when they're playing with Legos. Turns out I really like Legos more than I thought I did. And so I build things out of Legos and then the kids come in here and play with those things. I don't want them to, but they're cool. So my kids and the Legos. So, um, yeah, so daddy's office is now. Lego land for my cheering. Anyway, all right. Well, hey, uh, I hope everybody had a great week. Uh, I don't think anything happened. Oh, the 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 strike. That's big news. Uh, the SAG after strike with the Writers Guild. Um, hopefully that ends sooner than later. Uh, you know, in the positive side of the actors. And look, uh, here. Let me speak on this. You know, there are a, a small percentage of actors that get paid just fine, right? We know who they are. It, Tom Cruise is not out on that picket line because he's worried about his paycheck, right? Uh, but that's a really small portion of actors, really small. And one of the biggest things that they're fighting for is this AI thing where an actor comes in for an hour, gets paid 100 bucks, and then that company, Disney most notably, uh, uses their likeness for everything. They own it, you know? And so that's, I completely understand why that's kind of a, a no-no. Um, but uh, if you're thinking, man, actors shut up and just go get to work, you get paid plenty. It's not, it, those aren't the actors that are really, I mean, Fran Drescher's the president. What has Fran Drescher done in the last 15, 20 years, right? Uh, not much. So, and she's the president. So I'm not saying that to, to knock Fran Drescher. I'm saying like the majority of actors don't get paid like Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, um, you know, Julia Roberts, I'm sure still, she's still residualing. Uh, But anyway, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. Enjoy this week's interview. Bobby, what's your deal, man? Nothing? Okay. Love you. Bye. I have wanted to teach theater since I was 13 years old. 
um, since I was in eighth grade. Um, I was in, you know, like the middle school advanced theater class. Um, I'm from Red Oak, so I had Katrina Keener. A lot of people know her. Um, but uh, she used to have us student direct little shows um, once we were done with, you know, whatever else we were doing. And um, I was co-directing a show with my best friend at the time. And um, she came and sat down next to me and she was like, have you ever thought about teaching? And I was like, hmm, that might be fun. So I kind of thought about it and I mulled over it a little bit and I was like, yeah, I think I want to do that. And then I actually stuck with it, which is kind of cool because that was a really young age to kind of decide what I wanted to do. Um, I, of course, did theater like through the rest of middle school, all throughout high school. Um, you know, I, I considered other things. I considered teaching dance instead, um, but I just ultimately settled on theater. I um, went to Texas State. So I graduated from high school and went to Texas State University. Um, and I was a teacher cert, so I majored in, they have like a special theater education program, um, which I really highly recommend um, to anyone wanting to teach theater. It's a really incredible program. I, I have a lot of respect for the head of the program, Velasta Silhavy. She's really great. Um, so I went to Texas State, minored in theater education, um, graduated with, you know, everything I needed. And I started teaching right out of college at South Belton Middle School. Um, I was there for five years. I just finished up year five and I loved it. Um, I am next year, I'm moving to Lake Belton High School. And um, technically I'm, I'm taking a tech position um, with Ty Carter, but um, the way we kind of have it set up, um, which I'm really excited about is that we're kind of co-directing and co-teching um, almost everything. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm grieving leaving middle school a little bit just because that's been, you know, my heart and soul for five years now. And I, I love middle school. I think they're so fun. Um, but I'm really excited for high school. I'm excited to have a teaching partner because that's something I didn't have in middle school. And I'm excited for like actual facilities and, um, you know, working with a different age group. I, I like to switch things up, you know, after a while. So, yeah, so that is that is my journey thus far. Yeah. And then, um, oh, if I did not mention my high school theater director, I would that would I would be doing such a disservice because she was she did a lot for me once she found out I wanted to teach theater. And she I feel like I went into college knowing a lot because of her. Um, so in high school, she would have me like <laughs> learn the boring stuff like the paperwork and tips and tricks and hey like these are this is what they say to do but this is what you should actually do and and things like that so um I had Angie Angie Hallmark in high school and she was amazing so really it's just been a series of <laughs> women that have you know pushed me along and kept me inspired and um yeah so that I guess that's my journey it was a little rambly but there it is no that's good that was uh, actually rather short and sweet for uh, some theater teachers can be very long-winded. I will not name names, but um, so <laughs> yes, real quick, let's, yeah, let's get this out of the way. So, you know, Sarah Rencom? I do. Okay. Sarah's one of my best friends. I'm actually okay. going to see her in like a week because she just had a baby. So, yeah. Yeah. So I had the pleasure of starting to get to know Sarah, I think her junior year of high school. Uh, so she did some shows uh, and I adore Sarah and uh, glad that she's on the move. Uh, 
and kind of taking a break for a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I can't imagine that baby's going to turn out anything less than stellar and amazing at anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, he has uh, the best set of parents. Yeah. Two great parents. So, but uh, Sarah Kelly now, what a, what a very generic, boring American name, but um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so anyway, that's funny. But um, so what is your, what is your kind of tech specialty? You mentioned that you're, you know, technically the tech director, but you're going to be splitting things. Yeah. What's your, what's your thing? Um, I'm pretty good with sound. Um, okay. and then like hair and makeup. Um, and I'm decent on lights. The thing I'm, I guess the most, um, not worried, I guess a little, the thing I'm most concerned, I guess about is, is building, yeah. um, like, you know, the sets and stuff, but, um, like I can do basic stuff, but th- I guess that's just what I've had the least experience with because right. obviously we weren't like building things in like, well, I say obviously, but it, it's obvious to me because I know my space yeah. from South, but I like, I wasn't building stuff in middle school. Um, like I haven't really built anything since college. Um, so I'm, ex- I'm excited because I like, I always kind of wanted to grow in that area. Um, but I'm just a little nervous, but I, I know that, the kids are so capable and Ty is going to help me and it'll yeah. be fine. I'm just, that's the thing I'm kind of been watching YouTube videos and yeah. <laughs> trying to like brush up and stuff a little bit. So I was just about to say that cause I, I met some people yesterday and one of the topics of conversation was uh, there's so many YouTube videos out there now um, yeah. that almost do the job for you as far as teaching. And mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, stick with those YouTube videos. It's, that's a smart thing. I will say, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're, you're younger. Uh, I hate the people that are like, Oh, you're so young. You don't even know. But, uh, if you don't know the name, Bob Vila, uh, okay. So Bob Vila was, man, I don't know, eighties, nineties. He was a builder on TV. He was kind of like Bob the builder in person. He might've even been the inspiration for Bob the builder, but, um, because they have the same name, but I don't know anyway, but there are old YouTube videos of Bob Vila and he's building houses. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different, but there are some of the same things and they're really good videos. But anyway, that's that's just a, you know, he, he does some stairs really nicely. Anyway, uh, (laughs) enough, enough. He's paying me a lot of money to, to mention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, what is it that, um, about high school students, you mentioned, uh, you know, that you like a change. And I, I totally understand that I'm, I'm the same type of person. Uh, but what is it about high school students that you're looking forward to? And what is it that you're going to miss from middle school students? Um, I'll start with what I'm going to miss about middle school. Cause I've, I've been, that's been heavy on my mind lately. Um, I actually, I was just able to tell my kids, um, like two days ago. And I had to do it through email because I didn't know until the summer that I was moving to high school. Um, and that was really, really hard. Um, because like, obviously like I've been with these kids, like the kids going into eighth grade, I've had them all three years and, you know, like I'm preaching to the choir, all the theater teachers know, like you, you know, those are my babies. So, um, I just think middle school is such a fun age every time someone asks me like, Oh, middle school, like, how do you like it? I always say like, they're terrible and I love them so much. (laughs) Um, they just, they, they're in that really sweet spot of like, you know, they just went to elementary school. They're still young and they're still, 
you know, a little sprightly and stuff, but they also are transitioning into, you know, that higher level of development and thinking. And it's just a really fun in between. They're so spirited and they just really just say everything they think. And I, (laughs) I know some people don't love that, but I do. Um, I don't know. They're just middle school is special. Um, but what I'm going to, what I'm excited about going to high school, um, I'm excited to, and I don't want this to sound like middle school is, you know, I feel like middle school gets discounted a lot of what they're able to do, you know, like middle school can do higher level shows and stuff as well. Um, but I'm excited to kind of be able to dig deeper into material and, you know, do a little bit higher level thinking stuff. And, um, it's just, you know, different, it's just a different age and they're able to have different conversations and, um, I'm excited about that. I, I also love the idea of like having them right before they're sent off into the world, you know, and getting to teach them about life things and, and that kind of stuff. Um, I actually, I direct at a camp at Texas state in the summers with high school kids and I like, I love it. It's so much fun. Um, we do devised. So last year was our first year doing devised instead of like one X. And so I directed at this camp when I was in college as kind of like, it's kind of like the, the senior theater certs, like it's almost in place of like a thesis project, like paper or something like that. It's like an actual, like directing, you know, with kids experience. So I did it when I was in college and then the format of the camp has since changed. And so now the certs kind of assistant direct and they bring in teachers to direct. Um, and they, they started doing that. I think, I think this past year was the the last year. So I came in last year and, um, you know, you, they come in, we have auditions and then, um, but you're not really auditioning them for a show. You're auditioning them for like an ensemble. Right. Um, and then, we devise a show from the ground up and it was so like, it was such a cool experience and, you know, like middle school, they're smart and they're great. Um, and I don't, I don't want it to sound like they're not smart or anything, but high school is just, like, they, they're, they're further along in their brain development. Yeah. They're able to think, think a little differently. So I'm excited for that. I'm, um, I'm really excited. The, the high school that I'm moving into has some, some pretty cool stuff planned for next year. So I'm really looking forward right. to it. Uh, you know, sometimes I think, uh, cause my wife was a middle school teacher and I'm still very good friends with people that were in middle school and are in middle school as educators. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't, I, I, I'm convinced that it's not necessarily the kids, it's the parents' expectations that yeah. are, and you don't need to speak on it cause I don't want you to get in trouble, but that are, um, uh, uh, the reason why some of that advanced or, higher thinking the scripts the stories are not done because the parents are like no my baby should be doing some fluff material that kind of stuff you know Uh, yeah I luckily didn't run into that problem too much um which you know I was at a title one school so the parents of my students have really busy lives and and things but um yeah I I was able to do some cool stuff with them we did um we did the yellow boat. We did and a child shall lead. Okay. Um, what else? I'm like blinking, but <laughs> I was able to do a little bit, you know, yeah. deeper stuff with them. So that that was that was pretty cool. But then you know, in the spring, we would do something like, you know, 
game of tiaras or right, alice right. in wonderland something that's a little just more fun for yeah. them stuff yeah. like that the uh i remember seeing a show about like cell phones like uh, a middle school doing a show just everybody's on cell phones anyway uh <laughs> very yeah. fluff, very fluffy what yes. um are you going to have, do any of your students or some of the students that you've had, are they at the high school that you're going to, or um, it's not the same zone or whatever? It, so it's different. Like, yeah, it's a different feeder okay, system. Okay. So I was on the South side of town and I'll be on the North side okay. of town. Um, there was like a weird thing that happened in Belton when the high school opened. The, so the high school that I'm going to is only this, this will be its fourth year, okay. I think open. Um, so before it opened up, like every there were four middle schools and they all went into Belton High School, which right. is where Melissa is. And um when the new high school opened, they kind of rezoned everything. Um so I have like a couple okay. students that I had that are now at Lake High School, but most of them are at BHS um because they would have went to North Belton right. Middle School. So okay. I have a few, but like I seriously think maybe like one or two. Right. So so what is it that like you sort of touched on it. You said when you were 13, you decided you wanted to be uh, a theater teacher. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very rare that somebody yeah. uh, decides that young that not, not that they want to be a teacher, but that they want to specifically teach theater mm-hmm. uh, because there are a lot of people that decide young that they want to teach. Right. Uh, like what was it? I mean, if you thought about it when you were 13 and decided on it, you had to have kind of, it kind of had to have been festering even before that. So yeah. what was, what was it that kind of got you on that train to want to dive into being a theater teacher? Um, so it's kind of funny how I ended up in theater. Um, I was like a diehard, like soccer kid okay. growing up. It's like my daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, going into seventh grade, I was supposed to be, so my sixth grade teacher like recommended me for the advanced theater class for seventh grade. And, um, I didn't do it cause I wanted to play soccer. <laughs> and then I met Katrina Keener and I highly regretted it as people who know her would understand. And, um, so I like tried to get in that year. And of course she's like, Oh, like, you know, I can't really put you in mid year whatever. So then I did it in eighth grade, but in seventh grade, like our one act was not out of the class. So I was able to audition for one act and I almost didn't do it, but one of my best friends was doing it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like the play sounds fun. Well, they were doing To Kill a Mockingbird and I got the role of Scout. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, <laughs> what have I, you know, gotten myself into? Um, but I ended up loving it so much. It was the best experience and I caught the theater bug or whatever and, So I was like, you know, this is kind of fun (laughs) and just kind of stuck with it. And then I think doing that, you know, silly little student direct or whatever, I got to see like that side of it. And I was like, wow, I really like being able to like see the whole picture um, and kind of like facilitate what's going on and stuff like that, Um, which I don't think that was clicking as a 13 year old. I think I was just like, this is a great time. Um, But yeah, that's kind of that that's kind of what sent me sent me into that and then of course Katrina saying like have you thought about teaching and because she was just like my role model you know and everything so um yeah so I I thought about it and I was like I think I would like that and of course it started out as like oh I want to do theater all day every day but then as I got older like of course it became more of about the kids. Um, and my senior year, I actually had an opportunity. So I quit, I quit dance team after my junior year, which freed up my first period. 
And so, um, I got an opportunity to go shadow, I guess, or like do a little like mini student teaching situation with yeah. Katrina back at the junior high. Um, and that's when it really like, cause, cause I, like I said, kind of been going back and forth of like, you know, am I sure this is what I want to do? Because this is getting really real. Like it's, I'm about to graduate. Um, and so being able to do that really, really like sealed the deal for me of like, yeah, this is what I want to do. I got to help her with one act and actually like see how classes are from the teacher side and stuff like that. And I just had a blast. It was every day. It was like a battle to leave and go to high school and like right. be a student because I just wanted to stay there all day. So that's good. Yeah. So your, yeah. your heart is in it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's fun. So you just, uh, glossed over you were on dance team. So are you a musical theater trained person or um, can you dance and you just do theater, that kind of thing? Yeah. So I, I started dancing, I think I was 11. Um, okay. and just immediately like dance and theater were like on the same level for me. I loved both of them so much. Um, and then I, yeah, danced all throughout junior high, all throughout high school. And then I ended up quitting after my junior year just because it was, it had, um, I don't, there were just some things I didn't love about right. it sure. anymore. And I, I ended up, I quit school dance team, but I, I got back into studio, um, dance, which I am really, really thankful that I did because it was a really amazing experience. Um, and so I'm not, it, I'm not super musical theater trained. It's always right. just kind of been kind of dance and theater, like running parallel to each other, I right. guess. Um, I'm also not a fantastic singer. I really wish I would have had <laughs> vocal training growing up. Um, that's like a one thing I really wish I would have done in high school is like be in choir or get vocal training or something. Because now as a theater teacher, like it's like, I don't always know how to, how to help with things like that. And obviously the choir teachers are, that's what they're there for. Right. But like, I, I wish I had a little bit more knowledge in that area. So, um, but I do, um, I have like choreographed for, for musical, you know, showcases and stuff like that. So yeah, you can, you can hold I your do. own. Yeah. 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 Sure. sure. Uh, you, you mentioned soccer as well. Did you stop soccer cold Turkey? Uh, seventh I did. grade or whatever. I, yeah. I quit soccer after, well, I quit, outdoor soccer after eighth grade. Okay. Um, I wanted to play in high school, but it was after school and I had to choose soccer or theater and obviously theater went over. Right. Um, I played indoor for like one more year and then I played intramurals at college. So I still enjoy it. Like I'll still get out there with my nephew and kick the ball around and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I, <laughs> I had to, I had to give it up for theater. So I think we're about we to, are. yeah, we're about to venture down that path with my yeah. oldest as uh, deciding one or the other. So, but We'll see, you know, they got to make big decisions. Um, so you, you mentioned also the camp, uh, the Texas state camp. Mm -hmm. Um, what is it about camp that kind of surprised you when you first started? I, I'm assuming as a student at Texas mm -hmm. state, you had to, you had to assist with it or do something with it or, um, but then when you started kind of leading things, camp's a whole different beast, uh, yeah. because it's so truncated and it's so, you know, we're putting on a show tomorrow pretty much. Right. Um, what is it about that experience that kind of, uh, helped you become potentially become a better teacher just yeah. uh, in the classroom? Um, well doing it as a student, uh, like I said, the, the 
I guess, layout, the format was different in that the students were directing the shows. So I was partnered up with another um, girl who's one of my super close friends. um, And we directed Proof together, um, which was, oh, so I love that show so much. I hope to do that show again someday, but um, like as, you know, a teacher and not a student. Um, But uh, I guess what really helped me become a better teacher was that first time as a student was just um, learning like time management of rehearsals because um, we had two weeks. So getting together a one act in two weeks and having to do everything, all like all the tech, all of the acting, not all of it because I had a partner director, but like us together having to get everything completed in two weeks while also keeping in mind the mental well-being of the students because it's a lot to do a show in two weeks and making sure they weren't getting burnt out. And some of them were also in multiple shows. So sharing, that was a big lesson of sharing students because that's how it is in public education, of course. And, or I guess, you know, anything that's not professional theater, you're going to be sharing kids and in education is what I mean. But um, yeah, so just learning all of those skills, time management, scheduling around their schedules, um, making sure that they're okay, making sure that we're okay and getting all of that stuff done. And like, you know, having to do it in such a limited amount of time, I like going into teaching, I was like, wow, I have eight weeks now to do all of this stuff. So yeah. And then, um, coming back as like, as a teacher and directing as someone who had been teaching for four years at that point last year, um, it was a, the whole other side of, I guess, like, wow, there, there's a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot that could go wrong. <laughs> right. And it, like, it, it was set up so great. Like the, like I said, the Velocita, the one that sets everything up is like incredible. Her brain is the most organized place in the whole world. But, um, it was just the side of like, cause with middle school, you know, we don't do overnight stuff. We don't do, anything too crazy. So with the high school students, like I, not only were we directing the shows, we were staying in the dorms with them. We were administering their medication and, and stuff like that. So I guess I I think your question was what surprised me the most about camp. And it was just that like the responsibility of like how, how kind of heavy that responsibility is when you're in charge of not only like the kids well-being and the show and all that, but like just seeing through their day to day for, for two weeks straight was a big, I guess, like learning curve a little bit. In the words of stained, it's been a while since I've done a tech tip, a tip, just the tip of the tech, the tech tip, 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 tippity tech. Um, this is going to be short and sweet. So I had a friend send me pictures of mold growth in their auditorium, which will remain nameless. Uh, the friend and the auditorium and the mold was all over the seats. It was all over armrests. It was all over carpeting and it's going to lead to thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of repairs. And it's all because they wanted to save some money on running air conditioning. And now the bill is going to be exponentially more than it would have been if they had just run it for 10 weeks. Right. Or like normal, like normal even, cause you're not growing mold during the school year. So my tech, just a tip, just the tip of the tech this week is to maybe when you're trying to fight for, you know, uh, should we run AC or should we, should we not during the summer when you're fighting your maintenance people, why don't you ask a friend who, you know, has had issues for the bill 
um, and the repairs of those issues and how long it might have taken and how medically detrimental it is to you and your students and the administrators and people coming to visit. Why don't you ask your friends for that? And then if your maintenance department or the people making those decisions 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 are still refusing to turn on the AC, then let them let them do it, man. Let them keep it off for 10 weeks and let that mold just grow, baby, grow. Mm. I love a good mold. Sexy. I used to uh, assist with the Fort Bend ISD camp for a few years, and, and I gave the curtain speeches in one of the two spaces that we had chosen. I would always say, you know, we... Uh, from from day one to now, uh, which has only been two weeks, we've put we've produced this massive show, and I would joke with the parents like, so now you're probably wondering why it takes eight weeks when we're in school to do the yes. same thing. Uh, you know, there's a quality that 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 goes with the eight week process, and you know, different things like that. But but anyway, it's kind of funny that you can do all that uh, and put on a pretty dang good show in two weeks. Um, and then it yeah. takes, you know, school year, it's like six, eight, ten weeks. <laughs> right. I mean, and granted, that's all we were doing all day. Right. Well, they right. would do like classes in the morning right. and then rehearsals in the afternoon. So it's not like we were having to wait for them to get out of school or right. whatever. But yeah, still like two weeks is not a lot of, yeah. <laughs> not a that's great funny. amount of time. Is, so. is there something, uh, and I don't want you to incriminate Texas State because they have a very good program. Mm-hmm. Um that said, I, I work for University of Houston, so I mean, we're better. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, but uh, is there something that when you started teaching, when you entered the classroom, that not of any fault at Texas State, but that they just didn't ever touch on when you went in and you were shocked? For instance, I was alt cert, so you mm-hmm. know they don't they don't talk about ninety five percent of what you're actually going to do. They talk about uh, the ideal classroom right. and all this kind of stuff and everything is perfect. And, you know, you can deescalate a student within seconds and all this kind of stuff. Right. Um, right. uh, is there something that, that you were like, man, I, we never actually talked about that or, or I didn't get trained on that. Uh, what, what was it that, that kind of surprised you there? Um, gosh, I, or did I they honestly, pre- or did they prep you? <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like they prepped me for everything that they could have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, like Velasta is so great. Like she she was really good about being very transparent about like this is how it really is. Yeah. You know, um, I feel like I, I was prepared for everything they could could have prepared me for, if that makes sense, because you just, you know, you can. Talk at a like future teacher until you're blue in the face, but like, they're not, there are things they're not going to know until they're in a classroom. And even if you say like, Hey, this is what you should do. Like it's different in the situation, you know? So I guess like, I don't know, I guess I'm trying to think of a specific thing. I, it's just, it's a learning curve. It's just going to be like, there's no amount of training that can prepare you for having 150 kids a day and them all having high levels of needs and, you know, like, it's just stuff like that. Like, yes, I, like I had the tools I needed, but just applying them was, I guess, like the biggest learning curve of like, wow, okay, these are real kids. These are not theoretical kids anymore. Um, and like, how do, how do I make sure that I'm reaching every single one of them? Um, so 
I, I guess I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, just the I guess the application, the real life application, right? Uh, which is not something you're going to be able to get unless you're in doing there. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. Um, uh, with uh, with middle school, uh, was there like was that where you wanted to be when you entered into education? Was was middle school? Yes. Okay. Um, Why? I, I'd have- <laughs> I had had my heart set on middle school for a while. I also okay. considered elementary. Oh my gosh. Um, you are just, yeah. you love punishment. All right. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll circle back to that in a second. <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, I did half of my student teaching in an elementary school and um, it was so much fun, but I think it was so much fun because my cooperating teacher, Joseph Daly, was like the goofiest person that's ever existed in this entire world. So we literally just had like the most amount of fun every single day, but that was mostly us just being goofy and silly. And so, um, in the summers I've been teaching. So before camp, I've been teaching elementary school theater at summer school as like an enrichment class, um, for a couple of years now. And every year I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. (laughs) I like, they're so cute and it's, it's fine for three weeks, but like long-term I just can't, you have to be so repetitive with, you know, the littles and that makes me feel like a crazy person. So, um, but yeah, I, I was pretty set on middle school. I didn't want to teach high school right out of college. That was intimidating to me. And also I had had experience in middle school. I'd had experience in high school too, from block and student teaching. But like during that time that I mentioned my senior year where I was helping with the junior high theater stuff, really, like, I really, I knew I liked that age group a lot. So and with the elementary school kids, is what district was that in? Because not a lot of uh, districts have elementary. Uh, you know, it's like paint, paint with your fingers, and right. uh, there's not a lot of theater type of stuff for like hit this, hit this can so that you can make a drum kind of thing. Right. Uh, where was um, that? Yeah, it was in Round Rock. Oh, okay. um, Round Rock has a couple of arts integration schools which is really cool. And that's kind yeah. of what made me want to do elementary because I really like arts integration. Um, I like the idea of getting through to kids' brains on topics that aren't theater by using theater. Gotcha. Um, and so it was cool. We would meet up with, you know, like um, they're not called core teachers in elementary. I don't know what, yeah, it, like, you know, know, regular. I don't pay attention. My, both of my kids yeah. are. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the classroom teachers, we would meet up with like a grade level and be like, all right, what are y'all learning this week? Okay. Here's. So there was one designated day a week for each, um, for each fine arts. Okay. So music, theater, dance, all the things. Right. And the teacher one day a week would not have any, classes come to their room they would actually go into classrooms and help like teach these lessons with theater so like for example oh in science we're learning about the water cycle so we're gonna do a narrative pantomime and act it out or whatever (laughs) stuff like that so that was pretty cool i i enjoyed it a lot (laughs) i can just (laughs) i can just imagine a water cycle lesson with theater turn i don't know if you know who gallagher is the comedian Yes. Yeah. Smashing pumpkins or smashing uh, watermelons. But um, I could just picture like you just said that. And I'm picturing like my six year old just, you know, in a (laughs) a, a rain cloud, just being a rain cloud and just like spitting on kids and being like, here's a water cycle. Yeah, Uh, that'd be funny. Uh, So I want to talk about something. This is fresh on my mind because we discussed it uh, or I discussed it with somebody a couple days ago about kind of women in tech theater. 
right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you and I both know Mel Edwards um, uh, and uh, even Cheryl Painter, who's who's very technically savvy. And, yeah. you know, there are quite a few people that y- you know that, that I know as well. And these are strong, smart, skillful, hold their own, you know, uh, could, could live alone on an Island and probably outlive, uh, a lot of people. Anyone. Right. Yes. Um, I don't know how you would outlive anyway, if you're alone, but whatever, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So, you know, and you seem to be somebody that, uh, has a good grasp on what you know and what you don't know. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, but you, you seem to know that, that I need to improve in this area and that area. What is it that is, either changing or still missing or whatever it is about kind of, and this is kind of a hard hitting question. This is my, this is my Oprah Winfrey question question uh, that is still kind of missing with women in tech theater and why aren't there, there there are a lot of women designers, a lot of female Mm -hmm. designers, uh, very, very good ones. Tony award-winning ones. I'm friends with a couple of them. Uh, Not the Tony award-winning ones, just female (laughs) designers. I wish I was, but, um, but like, what is it uh, about that? sort of stigma that uh that that door hasn't been completely busted down it's just kind of cracked open a little bit oh gosh I'm not sure if I have a an answer to that because I haven't been in tech theater yet yeah um I I don't know all I know is that the women who are doing it are doing it like they're out here killing it um I mean I'm sure it's just a thing of you know the industry's been a certain way for a certain amount of time and it's hard to change things. And, right. but outside of that, I, I don't have anything super insightful to say because I haven't <laughs> been in that realm yet is, or not for very long, at least. Is um, there something you're going to make sure you do for your students, whether they be male or female or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that you ensure that they have the same kind of confidence that you seem to be exu- uh, exuding as well? Um, I don't, I just hope to empower them that they, anything is learnable, you know, right. like I, I had this conversation with a elementary girl yesterday who completely shut down because she couldn't do the tongue twister that I was teaching them. Yeah. Um, and just the thing of like, you know, if you give up because you're not getting it right away, like you're doing yourself a disservice, you know, especially these kids that are, I'm going to be with high school that are about to leave theater and be a member of society. And, you know, I hope to instill in them, not just in tech, but through tech, I guess that you don't, you know, you can't just decide you're not going to do it because it's hard, right. you know, and it doesn't matter if you're a girl, you can still build the things and make the things. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope to, and I hope to model that for them this year because I'm going to be learning as I go a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I was feeling really insecure about that at first because I'm like, gosh, they're going to know so much more than me. Like, but I think it's a really good opportunity to model for them that, Hey, I, I don't know these things, but I'm going to stick around and figure it out. And I'm not going to, you know, leave or give up or, or whatever. Um, so I'm trying, I'm trying to see it as an opportunity and not as a like thing to be so nervous about right. because I think it is important for kids to see adults not know what they're doing sometimes yeah. and, and work through it openly, I right. guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. You seem to be uh wise 
uh, wiser than maybe your age puts you on to be. Has that always kind of been a thing? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I would like to think so. The, the least wise answer you just gave <laughs> was about being wise. You know, well, yep. you just you seem to you seem to understand and have a good grasp on. Um, this kind of has a negative stigma to it, but your your ego seems to be sort of, for lack of better words, in check, and you kind of know. Because uh, I don't know you at all, right? And so this yeah. is just me getting to know you over the past, what, 35 minutes now. Uh, you seem to have a really good sense of who you are. Uh, and um, I think that that, this is, this, not, this is not a question of just me being a pep talk, but I think that that's going to do you well in high school uh, uh, as a teacher, not as a student. That would suck if you went back. But Back to the back to the future for Shelby, but oh God, um, absolutely not. but uh, yeah, but I think you know it, it. The kids are going to to gravitate to that. Uh, I think, and and also correct me if I'm wrong, but Ty is relatively new as well. Um, yeah, this will be his uh, second or third. I think yeah. second year. Yeah. Well, Ty's on the list uh, that I was given by my by my podcast pimps, and it said the <laughs> note the note on the list was first year uh, director. So, yeah. and that was last year. So, uh, right. you know, um, so, uh, another, uh, thing that I wanted to touch on, I just had kind of had an aha moment. You, your sort of beginning of teaching got quite interrupted, right. Uh, oh, by COVID, did. right. So yes. what for you, cause that had to, I can't imagine, you know, they hold on, hold on to the, to the, to the reins for a second while my brain kind of works this out. But, I'm with you. Uh, thank you. Um, appreciate the patience. <laughs> it's like talking to my wife. Um, but you, uh, or they say that you, you're not proficient at something until you do like what, 10,000 hours or something. And, mm-hmm. and in teaching, it's like three years. You're not, you don't really have a comfort level of, of teaching until you're done with year three. Yet, yeah. Yet you got like literally smacked in the face with a pandemic uh, during year two. Yeah. I was going to say with before year three was complete for sure. Right. So what was that like for you to, uh, I hate this P word it's negative now, but pivot. Um, what was it like for you to, to do that so early and especially with kids that get distracted by a speck Everything. of dust, you know, on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, it was hard. I, I had a really good first year of teaching. Of course, I had no idea what I was doing like everyone else. Um, but it was, it was really like heartbreaking to that second year to not be able to finish it out as it was for everyone. Um, especially as theater teachers who spend so much time with these kids. Um, but just in terms of being a new teacher, um, our, you know, that when COVID hit and we finished out that year online, it was, it wasn't terrible in terms of, I guess just the expectations were kind of low. Hopefully Belton isn't mad at me for saying that. But I, think, like, I think that's, I think that's true. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, it, it was just kind of like, you know, give them a couple of choices and especially for electives. I'm sure it was different for, for the core teachers, but yeah. Um, you know, I was posting choice boards of, things that would get them moving and, you know, make them think a little bit, hopefully. And, um, it was really fun, like seeing the work that they could come up with and stuff like that, but it was hard because we had canceled shows and, you know, this was my first, um, group of eighth graders that I had had for more than one year. 
Um, so not getting to end the year with them. And I literally like hand wrote letters to every eighth grader and like mailed them out in the mail because I was just so sad that I didn't get to finish out the year with them. But that next year though, I will say was the hardest year probably because it was hybrid. Um, and hybrid teaching was an absolutely ridiculous thing to be asked of us. And that's not anything towards Belton. I mean, that's the state of Texas. Yeah. Right. Um, it was just, it was awful. Like I just constantly felt like I was not giving enough to my in-person students or my at-home students. Like I felt like I was just constantly doing both sides a disservice because there's one of me and you know, I couldn't be with my in-person students while also be standing at my computer helping my online students. And like, it was just, it was a hard year. Everyone was frustrated. And then, yeah. And then the after effects of COVID have just been insane. Like kids are. Is there anything that, you know, because it was, you were so young in the classroom at the time, Mm -hmm. is there anything that you did take away from it positively that, that you don't think I mean, I guess you really don't know, but that you don't think you would have necessarily applied or implemented to the classroom or even to discipline and things like that. Mm-hmm. Is there something that you kind of took from that experience that you have applied to the classroom? Um, Maybe techniques and how to deal with certain behavior. <laughs> I know that's one of the things I took. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I guess it just made me take a step back and think about like, what's, what's important, big picture, you know? Um, because during that time, like some of these kids, you know, like I said, in a title one district were having to go somewhere else just for Wi-Fi, or, you know, we're having to come up to the school for lunch and stuff like that. And, um, it, you know, it just puts things in perspective of like, some of these kids are not super concerned about school right now. And I can't really blame them for that type of thing. Um, And so I guess that mentality has kind of stuck with me a little bit of just remembering that people's situations are different and to not forget that even when the kids are being (laughs) kids sometimes. Um, So I guess that would be one big thing. And then also, I mean, it forced me to be super organized. Um, Like many theater teachers, my brain goes in 10 million different directions at once. And so I definitely had to learn some tools and stuff to make, make myself you know, make sure I was hitting everything. So I guess that's another thing that came out of it. Uh, so I want to get you out of here on this. Um, it, uh, you know, you have a, a unique story, um, compared to a lot of people, you know, they're, they're doing this now over 200 times. I've heard pretty much three different themes of a story. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher and I, uh, have never, I, I didn't, I was not raised in Texas. Those are like the three, like kind of unique, you know? Um, and you have the, uh, I knew I wanted to be a teacher when I was young and I know we discussed it quite a bit already, but what I want you to do is kind of think about, um, some, there, there are no 13 year olds listening to this. And if there are, I apologize, but (laughs) To reach out to me and let me know that you're listening and tell me why. Uh, but um, uh, but for for teachers that are um, that are in a classroom with students that show that interest, right, uh, mm-hmm. of of teaching, something you touched on, and I'll get there in a second. Again, hold on to the reins. 
Uh, something you touched on very, very early in the conversation, kind of in your in your uh, journey story, is you know you knew at thirteen, and when you when you said it in high school that your director took you and said, "Here's all the the nuts and bolts, not the not the artistic side, but the like right. the work side, you know, the the paper, the producer side, I guess, if you will, or the management side." Um, but it probably left an imprint on other students thinking, why is Shelby getting this type of treatment? It's different. Uh, why don't we get that same type of treatment? There's always that kid that, that finds it to be unfair. Right. Right. So <clears throat> I guess I don't know how to put this question, but uh, like, I know what I'm trying to say, but th- this is very rare for me to be t- uh, tongue tied when it comes to this. But what I, what I was thinking about is I too had those students that uh, Emily Bauckham was one of those students that I knew she wanted to be a teacher and I knew it. And, and so I, mm-hmm. I treated her different, uh, because she needed to know reality uh, in my yeah. opinion. And, um, but then there were people that were like, you, Emily's your favorite. Emily's your favorite. You're always, she's always with you always, you know, and it wasn't because, I mean, I loved Emily. I still love Emily. She's great. But and she's teaching theater, but she, um, she was treated much different. I, I, I guess my question, I'm stalling for myself as well, because I'm trying to figure out how to, how to form a question with this, but I guess it's more about like the type of advice you would give a teacher old or, or young mm-hmm. on maybe how to go about cultivating and allowing the student that says, I want to do this for a living, how to sort of make it look fair. That's a horrible way to put it. I'm so disappointed in myself for, (laughs) for ending with a really crappy question, but I just don't know how to like get you to speak on like how to, how to frame it so that that director is giving you everything you need, but also still making Mm -hmm. it appear fair. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, because I, you know, I definitely was doing a lot and spending a lot more time in the black box and things in high school. Um, I think for me, I like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good about just being really honest with kids, um, and, and talking to them. And, you know, I know every public education teacher is sick of hearing build relationships, but, I think it just comes down to really like if your students know your heart and you're telling like I I literally I think would just say like she's doing she or he is doing these things because this this person wants to teach theater and these are things that they need to know and you know if if you think you might be interested in teaching theater I can give you some responsibilities as well but this is why I'm doing this um and I think just giving like offering the same opportunities, um, to students who, who show interest, I guess. And then just having those conversations of like, this is why they're doing this. Um, and I like just thinking in terms of like in the past when I've appointed kids to do random things and kids have been like, well, why are they doing it? And I'm like, well, I've seen that they can sew, or I've seen that, you know, um, oh, this girl, put together a really cool costume for a dress up day. So I'm going to have her do costumes, help on costumes for Alice or whatever, you know, like I think it really just comes down to talking and taking the time to just talk to your kids 
Um, I think we can get so rehearsal driven that we forget to do that sometimes. And I think it's important um, to take that time and just have conversations with them. Um, Cause they'll tell you, you know, kids will tell you <laughs> if they're feeling a certain type of way or, or whatever. So I, I don't know, I guess that was kind of a that's, roundabout. No, the rehearsal driven thing. That's talk on that for hours all right well yeah. good yeah you you answered the question very good <laughs> minor wisdom